light blue minivan nestled on the curb of a medium-sized home surrounded by the typical toys associated with an overdeveloped suburban neighborhood. Atop the driveway, an overweight mom pinching the cheeks of an equally oversized red-headed boy. Austin stares blankly out the side window of the van as it sways side to side, the young group of scouts behind him wrestling around, awaiting the arrival of the young man as he drags his gorging suitcase down the driveway. Without word or expression, Austin releases his white knuckle grip on the steering wheel, gets out of the car, and opens the sliding door. The young man hands the suitcase to him as he climbs in. Austin hoists the suitcase to the roof of the van, secures his load, and then returns. He peers to the rearview mirror, noticing that one of the eight boys are sitting quietly staring intently at a book spread upon his lap. One of the rowdy boy bumps into him, jarring his head from side to side. Yet the little boy just clinged to his book, seemingly didn't even notice. Again, his head flops from side to side as the boy nudges him. This time, his brow tilt low as his eyes roll to the rowdy child. He stares at him as if planning his demise. Austin yells to the passengers, All right, guys, let's sit down and buckle up, please. As they take their seats, the battle of eight voices fill the van, each one relentless with its desire to be heard over the others. The van bounces to a stop in a plushy, grassy clearing next to the lake, the boys squeezing by one another as they exit, running to the shoreline. Rocks begin to fly, skipping across the water. Austin calls to the boys to line up for their luggage. As he peers across the group, the boy he had seen in the mirror reading the book wasn't there. He counted the boys, confirmed his number by the contact list. Is everyone here? He asked aloud. The group for the first time is silent as they assess the inquiry. Is everyone here? He asked aloud. The voice chatter starts up again. Only the head nods convince him that they are all good with the count. Hammers flail away at the background as the tents begin to spring up hastily. Austin notices the boy from the rear view nestled on the log beyond the campsite reading his book. He walks toward the boy, but Marty calls him with a question about his new tent. Austin leans down as he walks by pointing to a hook that he had missed. He turns to continue, but the boy is no longer there. Continuing the sight setup, he turns his attention to the evening meal. Darkness has consumed the sky. Light from the burning embers shines on their faces. Hot dogs dangling from sharpened sticks cast shadows throughout. Austin takes notice of the quiet boy on the log, his view often obstructed by the rowdy crowd. The last marshmallow gorged into the mouth of Ralph, the overweight, mouthy bully that reminds Austin of his nemesis in middle school. He lay staring at the moon through the netting skylight of his tent. Austin awakes to screams coming from one of the boys. He hurries over to Ralph's tent, but there is no longer any sounds coming from it. He calls to the boy, Ralph, 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 are you all right? He opens the tent to find a giant rock smashed into Ralph's face, fresh blood oozing down the side. Ralph's arms and legs shake. They stiffen, and then they fall limp. Austin runs from tent to tent, finding every boy's head smashed with a rock. Out of the corner of his eye, he catches a flash of light. The peaceful boy sitting on the log, now reading with the help of a flashlight. Austin walks to the boy. He notices the blood splatter all over the boy's face. His clothes are drenched with blood. Austin asks, Did you do this? The boy, not saying one word, looks up at Austin, puts his finger over his mouth. Shh. Austin runs from tent to tent, each one showing the same level of horror. He looks to the log, but the boy's not there. He runs to the van, trying each door. He finds that they're all locked. He takes notice of the boy standing at the bank. 
The boy pulls something from his pocket. Oh, it's the keys. They're dangling. He throws them to the middle of the lake. Austin yells, Why? Why would you do that? Why? Why would you do that? The boy only looks back, places his fingers to his lips. Shh. Austin turns to find the boy standing behind him with a knife in his hand. Wait a moment. Just wait. What, what do you want? Why did you do this? The boy places his finger over his mouth. Shh. Austin turns to run away. He turns to find that the boy is keeping up with him. He's gaining even. The boy slashes at his heels with the knife. Austin falls, looking back to the boy, but he isn't there. He arms himself with a large rock, limping now due to the slices on his heel. He struggles forward, moaning. The little boy darts in front of him. He puts his finger over his mouth and... Then he darts out of sight. Austin yells to the sky, What do you want from me? What do you want from me? The boy jumps out, puts his finger over his mouth. Austin swings the rock at the boy's head. Making contact, the boy falls to the ground. Blood squirting from the gash, the boy put his finger to his mouth again. Austin smashing the boy's face with the rock. Still, he puts his fingers to his lip and... The light of the morning fills the haze as Austin kneels down at the water to wash the blood from his face and hands. He looks down to the reflection. He sees the boy. The boy puts his finger over his mouth. Shh.